You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back into another edition of the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, as always. Mark, my man, how you doing right before the weekend? I'm doing well, Evan. Just gearing up for another holiday weekend. We've got New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. We've got a lot of football, NFL football, the uh, the best college bowl games finally coming as well. So should be a, a fun weekend of football for sure. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's interesting because this does feel like the weekend between Christmas and New Year's is always it. It's not a dead time, but it just feels like a relaxed time. But of course, NFL teams are fighting for playoff position. The 49ers still have something to play for in hopes of the two seed with Minnesota facing a losable game this weekend on the road in Green Bay. So even though you have a you know San Francisco Las Vegas matchup with two teams headed in very opposite directions. And we'll break down that over the course of this episode. It is interesting just to think about the fact that, all right, you're, you're going to Vegas this weekend. You're going to be there for new year's day, new year's Eve, but your focus is on the team on the other side whose season is basically over. But if you're the Niners, of course, your season is far from over. And in fact, this game could mean something if you're able to walk away with a win. Yeah, I mean, I think it means still a lot for the 49ers. So we've spent the last number of weeks ever since this team has, you know, gone on this win streak. Now eight games in a row, they're 11 and four. They're entrenched in the third spot in the NFC at the very worst. It still means a lot. Two home games is important for the 49ers in the postseason. I think they they still desperately want the two seed and everything that Kyle Shanahan has said uh, throughout the last couple of weeks after they clinched the NFC West and guaranteed themselves that worst the three seed has been, yeah, we're not going ri- to to rest our guys. Excuse me. Now, maybe most of his motivation is making sure they're not rusty come the postseason as opposed to guaranteeing two home games in the postseason. But regardless of what the motivation is, it's probably somewhere split down the middle. Uh, you, I you still want the two seed. I mean, the Niners still have something to play for and they're just going in, you know, to this matchup against the Raiders against a team that is essentially waving the white flag. So it's an interesting matchup. It kind of makes for a potential, I don't know, trap game. Could it be? I know Raider fans are, are upset the way that their, their season has gone this year. I think the Niners though are still motivated enough to not take this game lightly. And they seem to have the right mindset. But it is kind of setting up for a team that still has something to play for versus a team 
whose season is basically over, despite the fact that the Raiders are not mathematically eliminated from the postseason, yet they're still benching their quarterback. I know we're going to talk about that a lot here on this episode, so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but you do kind of have two teams going in polar opposite directions meeting up, which which makes for an interesting matchup in the least. Yeah, to tease what's coming up, there are two quarterbacks on both of these franchises that most likely, in all likelihood, will not be on the team <laughs> next year and have kind of been inextricably linked for many reasons that we'll get into. But the first thing um, that I want to run by you is, it's, it's funny, like being from the Bay Area, and, and you know this, I mean, the Niners and the Raiders always used to be a big rivalry and, and one that sometimes would even turn physical, especially when it comes to yeah. the players, especially the fans. It does still seem like there is a fan rivalry and for a Raiders team that has been you know, down in the dumps, like you said, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they've essentially waved the light flag and, and probably punted on whatever their season. They need a lot of help, even if they had Derek Carr for the last two games. But Mark, even though the players, I, I doubt it means anything to them, the rivalry, um, I thought coming into the season, I had kind of circled this game as being one that might be tough uh, just because you're going on the road. And I will be mostly interested to see how many Niners fans travel uh, Southwest Airlines might have something to do with that. But I, I do think that it's going to be, honestly, mostly Raider fans there making a trip up for the weekend because, yes, if you're them, the season's over. But this is honestly the last game that really means anything from a fan perspective when it comes to a team and a franchise on the other side that you used to have a longstanding and cross-bay rivalry with. Well, yeah. I mean, you used to play, you know, you know, they would play in the preseason every year. And then, as you mentioned, some of the extracurricular activities that fans would get into kind of ruined that. And they stopped playing every year in the preseason. They play every four years in the regular season. They last played in 2018. Um, that was that uh, Thursday night football romp, I believe it was for the 49ers. I, I think it was a Thursday night game where Nick Mullins came in and, and led the Niners to a 34-3 to win. Uh, over the Raiders, that was a dominant game. George Kittle had a big game in that one, I remember. Before that, they played in 2014 uh, in Oakland. It was a win for the Raiders. The Niners win the previous two before that. But, I mean, you look at the way that these two teams are constructed now, Evan, uh, maybe specifically the Raiders, aside from Derek Carr, there aren't too many Raiders that were on that team in 2018, the last time the Raiders played the Niners that are currently on the Raiders roster. Now you could say a similar thing for the 49ers. That was the year uh, the 49ers started with Jimmy Garoppolo, the first full season with Jimmy Garoppolo before he got injured. So Jimmy Garoppolo was on the roster, but did not play in that game in 2018. Of course, George Kittle was on that team. There are a number of others who were on that team that participated in that game, but not a ton of them, but specifically on the Raiders side, there isn't a lot of carryover from the last matchup. And now you add in the fact that this is a team no longer in the Bay Area. The rivalry certainly isn't as fierce as it had been in years past. But I think you will quickly realize that this is still a matchup that fans get amped for. I'm sure we'll probably hear some stories of, you know, fans a little too lubricated up in the upper deck that are, you know, throwing hands. I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a game. social media rivalry. We'll, we'll see something on Twitter <laughs> later that day. For sure. And, I mean, you throw in the fact that it's Vegas on New Year's Day. I mean, these are going to be fans that are up drinking all night long. I mean, you're in Vegas. Take advantage of it. I feel you. 
but it's probably going to lead into some some messes in the game inside of Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. We will see. Hopefully it's nothing serious, of course. But despite the fact that it does kind of feel like this rivalry is dying down a little bit, Evan, I'm sure it will quickly be renewed once those teams take the field on Sunday. Over under 5% of the fans there that had not slept before going to the game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh over under five. I'll I'm, take willing, the over. I'm willing to give. Yeah, I'm willing to give fans traveling the benefit of the doubt that they are there for the game. But, you know, I, I don't know if you've been to, to Vegas at all, Mark, but one thing leads to another. You're supposed to get back by two then you're supposed to get back by four. You look up and it's <laughs> seven. Then the sun's coming up and you're like, oh, well, I guess we got the tailgate coming. And what's the easiest way to avoid a hangover is just to not stop drinking. Keep so drinking. Exactly. Uh, I do want to go back to something that you mentioned about the two seed for the 49ers and what this game does mean, because even though as a team, as a whole, I don't know if the extra home game, like I I think we're both on the same page. San Francisco could go into anyone's house and win in the playoffs. But I do think for someone like Brock Purdy or someone that is a little new to playoff atmospheres, a second home game is more valuable to your starting quarterback, your rookie starting quarterback, as opposed to, you know, Nick Bosa or Fred Warner or George Kittle, who have been behind enemy lines. It, I mean, they did it last year twice. So I, I, as much as I do think that the two seed isn't the end-all be-all, it could be for someone like Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that this, you know, in addition to the fact that the Niners want to make it as easy as possible on Brock Purdy in the postseason, I also think this could be I mean, he's still so young and the, and the sample was still so small. Every game is valuable. Um, and this could be an environment where he gets tested a little bit as well. I mean, I know we, we saw him handle Seattle relatively well, and that was a game where he came in without many practice reps that week. It was already a short week. He had his, you know, rib, hip injury, whatever it was that, that you know, cost him basically every single practice rep that week leading into that Thursday game. Uh, the win for the Niners this week obviously helps their chances at getting the two seed, which means Brock Purdy might only have to face one extremely hostile crowd on the way to a potential Super, Super Bowl. But I think this game also gives Brock Purdy the opportunity to get used to a hostile environment because despite the fact that the Raiders, as we've both mentioned, are waving the white flag, despite the fact that they're going to be starting Jarrett Stidham, who you know, has, has bounced around the NFL. He was drafted by the Patriots a number of years ago, drafted out of Auburn. He he also, he, he transferred when he was a collegiate quarterback. He's been around and he hasn't really stuck anywhere and he hasn't really gotten many opportunities. The, the Raiders certainly are not making this move because they think Jared Sidham is better. Like that, that's clearly not what's going on here. There's a lot of things going into this decision. The main one is probably protecting the, the investment. The Raiders are because they want to try to trade Derek Carr not be on the hook for a gigantic salary if he happens to get hurt. Yeah, get rid of, of the season. investment. Yeah, and, and in order to get rid of him, you want him to be in tip-top shape. You don't want him to be injured so he can get the most for him. So all that said, the Raiders are going in the wrong direction, of course, but kind of what we were talking about early, I think there will be plenty of Raider fans who don't live in Vegas necessarily who are traveling to this game and are you know aware that their season is likely over What's better than, despite the fact that you're not going to the playoffs, what's better than upsetting the 49ers and maybe hurting their chances at going deep into the postseason? So I think it'll still be 
a good environment for football, and it will make for another test for Brock Purdy, at least in just the sense of him, you know, getting the plays in the huddle to all of his teammates, managing the the play clock, not having to use too many timeouts to save delay the games. Those sorts of things is is going to be um, put to the test for Brock Purdy in this game. I truly believe that. On the actual defensive side of the ball, I mean, Max Crosby is good. I mean, he's better than good. He's great. One of the best defenders in the NFL. But besides that, they don't have much else there defensively. The Niners offense should be able to put up some points in this game. I know we'll talk more about that at the end of the pod. But I do think this will also be an environment for Brock Purdy uh, to where he has to, you know, weather some things because it's probably going to be pretty loud and, and pretty energetic and perhaps emotional as well inside of Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, at the beginning of the game, I agree. Although, and we'll we'll give our predictions at the end of the episode, but I also think that, look, there's a reason the Niners are 10-point favorite. And it doesn't just have to do with the quarterback. It has to do with maybe a guy like Josh Jacobs basically saying, I'm done with Las Vegas. I'm done with the Raiders, <laughs> uh, to put words in his mouth that he essentially said. And you're also looking at, you know, there's their second pass rusher. Max Crosby will be, be available, but I believe Chandler Jones has been ruled out. So, You know, you're looking at an already compromised Raiders team that didn't really have much going forward in the first place. It's a game that is obviously a must win for the 49ers. I I don't know if I view Allegiant Stadium as a a tough place just because also I I think that part of part of these new stadiums, it's kind of an issue I have with with the new billion dollar Acropolis is that they're building across the country. It's like it's more about the show than the actual game. Yeah. And I do think there will be mostly Raider fans there. I think that they'll probably be more so from Los Angeles or Southern California. I doubt a ton of East Bayers will make the trip, but who knows? Maybe they're out there to have a fun weekend. But it it, it will be interesting just to kind of see if the environment really lives up to you know what the rivalry once was because obviously there, there wasn't more of a home field advantage than say the Oakland Coliseum and and you could say the same about candlestick so you know for the 49ers now in Levi's I know a lot of people have maybe made some observations that the fans are are there for uh you know to to socialize and they're there to enjoy how good the 49ers are and I'm sure the same can be said for the Las Vegas Raiders when it comes to their brand new toy in Allegiant stadium. So I, that that's something that I'll just be paying attention to Mark. Yeah. I mean, so will I, we'll, we'll see. And I do agree with you in, in general, I, the newer stadiums tend to be more about the entertainment of the game, uh, entertainment of the whole product, not just the actual game itself, as opposed to the greatest, experience in watching football it's about everything more so than just football so we'll be keeping an eye on that as well it i will say everything that we've heard i know we were just talking off the air before you know recording the podcast everyone that we talked to that has been there said it's an incredible stadium doesn't always necessarily translate to great home field advantages necessarily and when you get up and move to an area that your team hasn't you know, been in before that your team doesn't really have a a foothold in like the Raiders had, you know, just done with Vegas. Uh, It it takes some time before you can build up a loyal fan base. And we can have this argument for a whole episode if we wanted to. Is a place like Vegas ever really going to be a strictly Raiders town? Because that's just not the way that that Vegas is as a place. Um, But we'll see how how it is. I do think the, the emotions of the matchup will 
make this an, an interesting game. We'll talk predictions at the end, as you mentioned, but I do think Purdy will be tested at times. And I mean, like I said earlier, this is what his, I mean, he hasn't played very many games. They, he, he's won every yeah. one of his starts so far, but every snap that he takes is valuable. Every, every throw that he makes, you're watching intently because you're just wondering is something going to happen? We've been waiting for him to kind of fall back down to earth. And at a certain point, you just accept, all right, this is who he is. This kid is incredible. He's special. He should have never been drafted in the seventh round. I think a lot of people are coming, finally coming to that point now, and I'm with them. But there is still part of you in, in the back of your head thinking, all right, like, when is this, like, when am I going to wake up from this dream? Like, something has got to give at some point. And in that regard, every game, every snap, every moment still matters for Brock Purdy as we continue to try to figure out who he is and if he can lead this team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I kind of do think if there was a time to have a stinker of your Brock Purdy, it would be one of these next two weeks just because there's <laughs> not as much on the line. You bet. You better get it in either this week or next week because don't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, come postseason time, we will kill you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 